Hello. Hey. This is um, Ed Dyson and Charlie Valentine doing our first ever non-drag race podcast episode. <gasps> the drama. Do people want to hear us talk about anything that's not drag race? Yeah. But we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, like we do go off on a lot of tangents on our love a tangent. Um, so I think that people have heard a lot from us from all walks of life, and now they're going to get something that I think the world is crying out for from us. Advice. They, yeah, they need our advice. These lonely, sad little people <laughs> need our advice. Caring we are. Same so need. I think when anyone thinks of myself and Charlie, they immediately think of people who... Knowledgeable. Gurus. Oh, wise. The and Dalai Lamas. And now we just want to, you know, give back. I know. The world and communities, because we're... We're charitable blessed. people. Hashtag blessed. And now we want to share our wealth of knowledge and pearls of wisdom. We are. Obviously, we're being uh, sarcastic. We are both complete messes. But <laughs> people say that, like, in life, um, you learn from your mistakes. That's how you gain experience and wisdom. And I think between us, we've probably made maybe every mistake there is going. Every mistake gone. So we'll be very well qualified to tell people what to and not to do. And so what we're going to do with uh, this new format is we're going to read out letters every week of people who are going through struggles, going through problems, who've got, I got issues, you got them too. So give them all to me and I... What song's that? Julia Michaels. Oh, I thought you were going to sing Me and my heart, we got issues That was what I meant to sing Oh <laughs> <laughs> I got my issues mixed up And then I thought oh, I've started Issues to Did Charlotte Church ever? Or was that the it's tissue, I want, I've got tissues and issues in my head Is that made up? No, that is a thing Is it Charlotte Church? You're driving me to no. insanity It's, um, oh fuck, I had it It's Pixie Lot Tissues and issues Tissues and issues what what a wise album title! Uh, this is the aforementioned tangents we were talking about. <laughs> what I was just talking about. It always comes back to old pop music with us. It does. No matter what we're talking about, it comes back to that. Pixie Law never yes, really got so, it. Um, you are, as our uh, listeners, which we're very grateful for, welcome to send in your own problems. Uh, but we're going to uh, read out a few letters from. Um, some more high-profile people struggling with things at the moment. So um, A lot of people struggling. Let's read out our first letter and then give our take on it. Um, our first letter is from Mr. Um, R. Kelly, and it's come from mm, 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 mm. Uh, America. It's, uh, oh, a long it's, way. It's actually come from a prison. Uh, he says, um, Dear Ed and Charlie, I've had a really tough few years. Oh. Um, a documentary was released about me earlier this year. Same. And it painted me out to be a, a pretty disgusting monster. While I admit that nothing said in the documentary was false, honest, it's it's starting to get to me a little bit. It I, would. I don't know if I'm being paranoid, but I'm starting to worry that my fans don't like me as much as they used to. I tried asking some of my former girlfriends for advice, but strangely, they're not returning my calls. Ooh. Rude. Is it bad that I'm worried about what other people think of me? And how can I get better at not caring about other people's opinions and focus what's important, like my music career and sex slaves? Thank you, P.S. <laughs> if you also have any tips on a bleeding bumhole, as I know you're both fags, that would be great, as I have to say, in a male prison, it can get quite rapey on the weekends. And I'm finding myself on the other side of it these days. Oof. Quite ironic, I know. Tables have turned. Any advice on creams or healing anal wounds would be much appreciated. Oh. 
So you're asking if I got any advice on healing anal wounds? Let's um, just skip that. that one. <laughs> uh, but do we have any advice on not caring what people think? So how how do you think as you've got older, your relationship with um, what people think of you has changed? Um, I used to care about it a lot more. Yeah, me too. Yeah, because you want to fit in. And there's that sense, I don't know if you ever had this conflict of wanting to fit in and be normal, but then also wanting to be like special and individual. Yeah, I think when, as a gay person, you realise quite early on, you're never really going to fully fit in. No. In terms of like with every aspect of society. But I think that, um, I mean, it's something that I said, we're not going to talk about Drag Race. And yet here I am already bringing it up. <laughs> but it's something that comes up on Drag Race a lot, which is when they have their emotional chats at the finale they always say, um, if I could speak to my younger self, I'd tell them that the things that you were most ashamed of, that you're most embarrassed about, end up being the things that make you special. Yeah, exactly. So the older you get, the more you realise that, oh, this isn't a curse, these weird eccentricities that I have. These are actually the things that make me yeah. amazing. <laughs> Not me amazing. No. One amazing. <laughs> what, who said um, you can only do you because everyone else is taken? Yeah, Who absolutely. said that? Someone. Candy, I think. Candy. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, I think and another thing uh, I think who was it who said this on Drag Race I, um, Drag Race is my only reference for anything I think it was Tatiana in All Stars 2 said um, you should focus your attention on the people who already like you rather than trying to convert the people who don't Yeah, and I think that a lot of people perhaps R. Kelly is one of them go through the mistake of trying to go through life trying to convince everyone to like you. But at the end of the day, that's never going to happen. Yeah. I think the older you get, the more comfortable you get that if someone doesn't like you, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. Not everyone's compatible. Like sometimes just two people don't gel and it's not because any of either of them has anything wrong with them or is flawed. Yeah. Uh, it just means you're not destined to be friends. You can't be friends with everyone. Yeah, no, completely. So although um, it's fine friendship in, in romantic circles, it still stings. Stinks. Stings. Oh, I was going to say, just shower, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's true. I mean, the thing is, people go around with the attitude of like, I don't care what anyone thinks about me. I don't give a shit. I'm this. Like, we all care what people think of oh, us. Oh, yeah. And I think you should care what your friends and your potential dating partners think of you. Yeah. It would be stupid to go around, like, not caring about those opinions. I think it's when you start giving too much attention to people who you don't even know. And what they think of you. Yeah. And I think social media is a huge problem with that. Like, a lot of the time we're focusing a lot of energy these days on how popular we're coming across to people who are actually not even in our lives. Oh, exactly. Um, and that's when I think you can get led down quite a dangerous path. But you, um, obviously, you're a comedian. Do you... So kind of, in a way... Strain, what strangers think of you is part of your livelihood. Yeah, well, there's a thing. I... Um... I'm getting to the point now where I don't, if you don't find it funny, well, I'm, I'm a bit like, well, I don't know your taste. You might have terrible taste. Yeah. So now I have like few friends and I will tell them jokes and if they find it funny, then it is funny <laughs> because their taste matters to me. So it is, it is a conflict of going to doing gigs and trying to make people laugh. But then at the end of the day, being like, well, I don't care if you laugh. I don't know you. That is such an amazing quality to have developed. <laughs> I um I watched a comedian a few months ago, a man called Peter, and he um 
he's very funny. He made a joke on stage and no one laughed and he just like turned to the audience and went, listen, I don't give a shit. I'm the comedian here. I know what's funny and what's not. So I'm more qualified than you to judge that. And he went off on this massive rant at them and it was actually hilarious. <laughs> like, it's so true. Like, yeah. you are the professional. Exactly. Um, yeah, so did we give good advice then? I think he's going to take that advice in prison. Good for you, R. Kelly. It's good that you're um, showing some a humble side and we hope that our advice helps you. Um, we don't have any advice on bleeding bums. No, I speak to NHS Direct. Uh, we haven't figured out how to solve that ourselves yet, so... <laughs> just leaking. <laughs> and also, um, just general advice, if you are a, an abuser, um, just try and not do that. Yeah, try not, try not. It's not great. Try and resist that abuse. Yeah. <laughs> our next letter is from a Mr. Um, Jeremy Corbyn from London. He says... Dear Ed and Charlie, I'm having a bit of a stressful time at work at the moment. I've got a very busy lead up to Christmas and I'm up for a promotion. Ooh, oh, uh, lucky problem, you. The problem is, uh, not so lucky, I don't think I'm going to get the job. Oh, don't be so pessimistic. <laughs> there is no place for baby boys. <laughs> and I've, uh, he says, I've been overlooked for this position before. I'm worried that if I don't get it again, I'll be mortified and I've no choice but to quit my job out of sh- pure shame. This would be really shit for me, as even though this job is a pain in the fucking ass, oh, more ass pain. Yeah, and it's I a theme. I wouldn't mind a little break. I also don't really have any other skills. Ugh. Do you have any tips on how to ensure that you get the promotion you want and advice for how to deal with it if you don't land it and find yourself out of work? Cheers, Jeremy. P.S. I also hear you two do a drag podcast. Oh, news is spreading. <laughs> and I've been thinking of creating a drag persona as a bit of a distraction from my day job. Any advice for first-time drag queens and how I would name myself? Oh. Interesting. So, Charlie, are you someone who is very good at getting jobs? You have a good job at the moment. I just Thank you, yeah. <laughs> Pretty successful. Um, <laughs> kind of my own biggest inspiration. inspiration. Sometimes um, it's a huge <laughs> <laughs> um, Am I good at getting jobs? Well, I have been, I've been on the dole twice. I've been on the dole once. It's fucking hard, isn't it? Did you find it hard? It was hard. It's a lot of paperwork. No one talks about this. There's a lot of paperwork. Which is the hardest I ever worked. Was, being <laughs> was you on Job Seekers or Universal Credit? Job Seekers. So I was on Universal Credit. What Be- is that? It was, um, I think the Tories brought it in and it was for single people with like no dependents. So I went to, when I went that to first, you uni- know, when I went to Universal Credit and they're like, oh, this, there was like, um, there's like, are you single? I was like, yeah, it's like, are you doing universal credit? So I was like, oh, everyone here is single. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Start cruising and universal credit. And chavvy. So hey. Great job. Don't act like you ain't there. got time on your hands. It's like, oh, I'm busy. Doing what, babe? You ain't got a job. Don't try and run away from me. I remember when I went to the Dole office and I was so stressed because I had all this paperwork and they were like not sorting it fast enough and I wasn't getting my monies. And I said to, the, to them, like, what's going on? They were like, oh, sorry, we're really understaffed here at the moment. And I was like, well, give me a job then. <laughs> <laughs> no job. Like, what the fuck are you telling me? Understaff. It's crazy. But um, I've always been um, very, very good at getting jobs. But it's, uh-huh. it, sound, it sounds confident, but it's actually, uh, it's not a good thing. Because basically I think I'm very good for a short period of time presenting myself as someone who's very 
hardworking and dedicated. <laughs> it just means throughout my life I've constantly disappointed everyone. <laughs> in an interview, said I'm this, I'm that, because obviously you lie in interviews. Yeah. Everyone does. But um, and then within the first two weeks, I just see it's almost like kind of like catfish dating when you send a hot picture and then on the date they look at you like, oh god, that's what happens to me in employment where like I turn up. I straight away lose interest and then within two weeks I'm phoning it in and they're like, where is that shining, enthusiastic, bubbly person from the interview? And it's like, bitch, that person doesn't exist. <laughs> I'm gone. Uh, are, you, are you the same? Um, You're a hard worker. So. I'm not such I'm a hard, hard worker. worker. I'm not I will give some amazing advice. Yes. Completely sincere. Folk- okay, right. Focus on your strengths, ignore yes. your weaknesses. Don't work on your weaknesses. Someone told me this once. I was at a, I used to work in IT, believe it or not. I Did you not know this? I believe that. I used to work in IT. So you're good at IT. Uh, no, I, I failed my GCC IT. Me too. I failed it. And so then I managed- you working in it? I blagged my way into this job. So I worked, you are the same as me then. Yeah, I could blag my way into this job. I got this <laughs> IT job. Oh my God, me working in IT, it was a joke. Um, absolute joke. Um, Turn but, it off and on again? Is that your, is that your catchphrase the whole time? Exactly. Um, but then it was like, yeah, we had this like away day and someone, she said about how like, oh yeah, think of your strengths. It's like, think of your weaknesses. And I know the common, uh, knowledge, not common knowledge, uh, the common mantra is like, oh, improve your weaknesses. And she was like, just ignore them. No one is ever going to hire you because you've improved your weaknesses. You only get hired on your strengths. Mm. And that applies to job. That applies to um, dating and friendship. People only date you for your strengths. I was going to think like, oh, he's improved that bit of himself. No. What are your strengths in life? And are you funny? Are you, do you know what I mean? Ignore your weaknesses. No one cares. I think this is really good advice, actually. Because I think, I think you have to be aware of your weaknesses. So I don't think you should ignore them in terms of pretend that they're not yeah. there. But if you work around them and focus more on your strengths, you can kind of compensate for where you're lacking. I think no one's if you're a um what's an example? If, dickhead. <laughs> dickhead. No offense, Moon. Joe But I mean if you. no one's ever if you're um <laughs> you know, if just, no one's ever gonna hire you because of you've improved your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. People only ever hire you because of your strengths. So like what are you what are you bringing to the table? And just ignore what you're not bringing. Well, obviously that's like everyone's worst nightmare in an interview is when they, they ask you what is your weakness? And like the classic example is like perfectionism. Perfectionist. I think sometimes I work too, too hard. hard. I think I'm like too good at my job. Is that a thing? I'm like, um, what are your weaknesses as a person? As a person or as like a work yeah. person? No, as a person. Well, you what are your best qualities? Someone, a boy asked me this once in front of my friends. This boy I just like dating B two. He um, BT. B two. He's called B two. Um, His name is B2. So, but my flatmate. No, my flatmate. So, my flatmate's called B. And then I started dating this bloke also called B. And I was like, well, oh. my flatmate's called B. So, you're going to be B2. So, he was affectionately known as B2. Like a vitamin shot. Okay, so um, B2. He asked my friends what my best and worst qualities were in front of me, <laughs> which was a cheeky, say? which was a cheeky move. <laughs> my friend says that my best quality is that I'm a yes man. Well, if, you're listen- <laughs> if you're listening boys <laughs> we'll say yes to anything anyone um, <laughs> my, my, my worst quality is um, caprice and diffidence ladies and gentlemen welcome to the stage hey, caprice, caprice and diffidence <laughs> yes what does that mean caprice well I'm a Capricorn so yeah. like caprice is like you change your mind a lot 
I change my mind all the time. I'm quite hard to give up with. Caprice. Caprice. To be capricious, you like change your mind on a whim. You're quite. I think your best quality of vocabulary. <laughs> Thank it you. Come on, a, on a weekly basis. I know. So uh, I keep it hidden. Mind. So, what's an example of you doing this in action that's like problematic? What um, what's an example? Maybe like some, maybe like the for example the gym. Like one day I wake up and say like, I just want to get a whole body. That's all I want to do in life. Mm-hmm. And the next day I'm like this is so pathetic. I should just quit my gym membership. This is so shallow. And then, and then the next day, yeah. And then the next day I'm like, oh my god, I just love working out. <laughs> I can't make up my mind. I think that's um, uh, bipolar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, diffidence. I find it hard to commit to stuff. Oh, and your best quality is. I'm up. I've forgotten it already. Oh, yeah, yes, yes man. man. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I'm up for stuff. It's a very good quality to have, I think, in the world of entertainment. Because yeah. I think sometimes this isn't really related to the question, but this is advice I would give people. It's like, sometimes I think when opportunities present themselves, even if they don't sound that amazing, they often lead to other things that are good. Yeah. And I think it's, it's really good to just say yes to everything. Even if people are offering you something quite random I think usually there's some value to be gained from just yeah. going along with it if you have the time and just giving it a go yeah. even if you fall flat on your ass sometimes like you'll have met someone through it or it'll have just like yeah. on the connection I do think just being up for stuff and showing enthusiasm because sometimes I think people turn down opportunities because they think oh no that's not for me but really I think they're self-sabotaging they're yeah. in a saboteur as RuPaul would say um, because they're kind of scared of it yeah. you could challenge yourself Oh no, completely. That's how I got you to do this podcast. I asked you to challenge me he, to a duel. <laughs> <laughs> and I lost. You oh. beat me in a duel. 100%. Um, but what was the original quote? Oh, we were talking about work stuff. So, what's my best quality in work? I think I'm um, very, very efficient. Oh. But this is, again, comes from quite a negative place because, like, I was. Whenever I was working, when I used to work like full-time office jobs, which I don't do anymore, I was so desperate to leave like the moment yeah. of closing time. Closing time? Closing See, time. It's so long, but what's it called? Home time. Yeah, home time. When I was primary school. <laughs> I was so desperate to leave like on the dot, whereas a lot of my former colleagues like would love to stay as like, it was like they were having a secret competition for who yeah. could stay the latest. Whereas I was like, I want to leave on time because I don't want to be here one second longer than I have to be. So I would always get my work done really quickly, yeah. which is a good quality. I think one of my worst qualities is definitely I rush things because I'm so desperate. I'm impatient and I want them over with. So sometimes I can make like very sloppy mistakes and sometimes like... You yeah, sloppy? Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that would probably be mine but i don't think if i was in an interview i would uh reveal all that i think i'd give it all glossy instagram sheen oh welcome to the stage instagram sheen Sheen. doesn't work (laughs) (laughs) and um speaking of which uh jeremy asked for advice for aspiring drag queens so um, we're not drag queens. No. But we are kind of experts. His na- I think Jeremy Coleman's drag name should be Sloppy Bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I think it should be Diane Abbott and he should just drink mojitos. I know what could he be? It could be... Jezza. Jezza. The- no. Lizzie Labour. Lizzie Labour. Lizzie Lefty. Red Jane. <laughs> Red- <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should take our next letter, our final letter. We're trying to keep these brief because... 
clearly we don't actually have that much advice to give. <laughs> Actually, they're giving really good We're advice. We're giving amazing advice. Um, our next letter is from um, ooh, Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth. Hey, girl. Hey, bitch. She says, Dear Ed and Charlie. Bitch. For years... <laughs> hey, slut. <laughs> Dear Ed and Charlie, for years now, I've been harboring a terrible secret. In 1997, I played quite a significant role in secretly murdering my daughter. Oh, my God. No one's perfect. Jesus. Um, Don't get me wrong. I have no regrets. It was one of those situations where, really, it was kind of the only way forward. My husband was worried at the time that I would experience guilt over the years, but I was pleasantly surprised to find out that this was not an issue. (laughs) However, I've been thinking about it a lot lately, and there's been another member of my family, this time my grandson's wife, who is also going a bit rogue from the family. It's given me quite a feeling of nostalgia, and I've found myself once again plotting murder of an evening, usually after Corrie. Am I pushing it in terms of going down this road, so to speak, a second time? Um, if I do it again, would it be better coming up with something totally different from the previous murder, or do you think I should stick to what I know? <laughs> or alternatively, would I be better avoiding it altogether and letting them just get on with it? In truth, my gut tells me the latter is not really an option. She's really winding me up. One appreciates any guidance you could ha- you could give on the matter. Sincerely, Liz. Oh, Liz. P.S. My husband is driving like a maniac lately. How do I tell him without hurting his feelings? <laughs> well, on the last point, I think honesty is the best policy, really. You, you have to tell him. You can take his license off him, babes. I'm surprised it hasn't been already. Tell him no sex until you stop driving. <laughs> I'm driving even more then. That fear. Um, so, yes, what advice can we give here? So, I guess we're dealing with a lot of... Uh, murder? Yeah. <laughs> so, Charlie, when did you last murder someone? <laughs> Cover it up. Um, died on stage a few times, but that's way. No, you uh, killed it on stage a few times. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> um, I would always just say, you know, burn the evidence. <laughs> that's fire. <laughs> covers a lot of sins. Well, that's what happened to you in school, wasn't it? You got your backpack burned. Oh, yeah. that's a throwback to that's a separate episode. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not listening to the Drag Race episode, you won't know what that means. You will. You'll be, be so bamboozled. <laughs> If you only listen to this advice episode, that'd be so weird. <laughs> if you did listen to the Drag Race episode, then you would um, be wondering why I'm bringing up Charlie's traumatic bullying episode. Again, that's In fine. In fashion. Yeah, I know. Just mock. Mock my trauma. That's fine. <laughs> um, but no, dealing with guilt. So um, what do you feel guilty about? What do I feel guilty about? I feel... Um, I get guilty when I haven't texted people back in a while. Yes. I get really guilty about that. Mm-hmm. And you can see it. And sometimes, you ever do this on WhatsApp? If you know, it's been a while, you won't, I won't open the message so they can't see it's read. And so I that, don't know how you do And then it's just oh, sat so you there. Haven't read, you haven't even read the message. No. And I'm, it just sits there. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm just going to let it sit there for like days. Because there is a thing on WhatsApp, I think, where you can read it and still have it marked as unread. I don't know how to do that. Yeah, you can. But then it means you like can't, tell when other people have read it. Does that make sense? I know you're making sense, but I'm struggling to follow it. So like, if you, if you turn off people who can't see you've read it, it means you can't see other people have read your messages. It like blocks it for everyone. Oh, so you can't just do it for one person. No. It really pisses me off when people on WhatsApp have that thing where you can't tell when they were last online. I know, I need I to like know. To, to track everyone. It's yeah. like, what are you hiding? It's very relevant to this question. Like, yeah. Who are you out murdering? It is. Mine's quite related to yours as well, I think. I feel guilty when... And I think this is definitely a problem I have that I need to, like, sort out. Like, if I haven't... 
seen one of my friends enough or seen them in a while, I start to feel like a huge sense of guilt. But a lot of it is just imaginary in my head. And like, no yeah. one is like <laughs> trying to see me. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm being such a bad friend. I need to see them. And it's like, and they're like who did? I think it's actually. Oh, yeah, Ed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, Ed. my mom. <laughs> but we kind of, on the, again, on the Drag Race episode, we talked about, um, we got serious for a bit and we talked about how you and I both uh, felt slightly lonely at parts of our childhood and didn't have friends. So now I think as an adult having friends, I kind of still have that mentality inside me of like, oh, I need to keep the friends I have. Yeah, I'm always scared they're going to lose them. I'm always paranoid that all my friends are going to leave me. Even though some of them I quite like to lose. Just don't lose that mentality. Yeah. Have guilt over that. And I have, um, we talked about work with the previous letter. I think it's definitely it's been better for me to not work in an office full time for the aforementioned reasons <laughs> such a clock watcher clock destroyer fucking um, <laughs> clock destroyer but um, one of the downsides I would say of being freelance as I am now is if if you skive off when you're in an office and you're on a salary you kind of don't have that much guilt over it because you're getting yeah. paid the same but if you work um, self-employed and freelance like if you spend an afternoon as I often do, just like watching Netflix and kind of skiving off. There is a, a definitely guilt attached to that because it just means I'm only punishing myself because I earn less money yeah. if I don't do the work. <laughs> so there's definitely guilt there. But I also think, and I don't know if you agree with this, it's kind of like really important in today's day and age to be kind to yourself. Yeah. Because sometimes a lot of people I know and sometimes myself are very hard on themselves. Yeah. Like if you're not doing like enough exercise eating healthy enough working enough spending enough time with your friends making sure you contact all your family dating enough if you're single spending enough time with your partner all these plates spinning and very few people can tick every box at all times so if you're in one area of life if you're focusing on another it's bound to slip a little bit and you just have to try and not be so hard on yourself yeah so, so many people are so quick to call themselves like trash or shit or like oh i'm just useless worthless like no like Life's hard. It is not. No, we need to take self-care days. Yeah. Little face masks. Masturbation days. Yeah, <laughs> Whole days. I had a... <laughs> red raw. <I'm> <laughs> I had a um, pedicure recently, and I felt like that was such kindness to myself. It was. Oh, I, was it not ticklish? I needed it because I have... Um, this is not a medical term, but like thick elephant yellow skin feet. <laughs> <laughs> mm, fuck. I'm getting hot. <laughs> Oh, so, so pass me the tissues. So really, that's what the pedicurist said. Is that what she's called? Pedicurist? Chiropodist? No. <laughs> Pedicure. Pedicure. Lady. She has a name. <laughs> I don't know her name. Um, but yeah, she, she dealt with my feet and I felt like, oh, I've done some... That is not time wasted. If no. You, if you take time to recharge your batteries and have a nice day, then when you go back to your things that are productive like work or dating or looking for a house or whatever the kind of not admin side of your life is but the you know the, the yeah um, then you'll go in with a better attitude because you've allowed yourself to relax and like de-stress yeah yeah no completely take care of yourself people love yes, yourself you. talking to you love yourself the person listening to this in the bath you <laughs> there'll be one person because if you can't love yourself let's talk to me yeah if you can't love yourself then don't have a masturbation day like me because it's <laughs> very, very boring. Um, 
Yeah, so I think we've um, given as much advice as we can today. I know. Thank you for your letters. Thank you to you, Charlie. You've given lots of good advice. I didn't know you had it in you. I, have some. I mean, you have it in you most days. I know, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm really wise. Maybe we are wise. Oh my God, we're so wise. Or we're both not wise and we're just really badly encouraging each other. <laughs> <laughs> making each other think that we are we're not qualified in a way to give this advice by the way don't like sue us or anything <laughs> we're not like NHS backed I think the royal family legal team might sue us after this letter <laughs> but, and then we'll be writing in asking for advice and how <laughs> <you get> bail <laughs> uh, but yeah thank you for listening I'm hoping that we can get some because a few people I know who don't watch Drag Race are like oh well, I can't listen to your podcast because I don't watch Drag Race but this episode is something that is completely outside of Drag Race so there is no excuses none and just like with um, United Queendom the Drag Race podcast we want you to share it tell your friends about it if you liked it message me if you hated it message Charlie and yes any message I just appreciate it thank you to uh, the people who wrote in letters this week we hope um, our guidance has helped in some way I feel like they might be lost causes but (laughs) and um, yeah Stay tuned in. Thank you. Is that even a saying? Stay tuned in. Stay tuned in. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. I don't even know why I'm saying that. Moon, edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.